1994, Hollywood released The Santa Claus, a PG family Christmas movie starring Tim Allen as a divorced dad who unintentionally kills Santa only to take his place as King of the North Pole. By the time the film's two G-rated sequels rolled out in the mid-aughts, the style was noticeably brighter, the adults were a little less grounded, and a predictable pattern had emerged where some villain would temporarily succeed in limiting or taking Santa's powers, risking Christmas until Santa inevitably restored himself. It's 2022, 16 years since the last movie, Tim Allen is pushing 70, and Disney Plus has just released the fifth of a six-part continuation to the original franchise labeled The Santa Clauses. Chapter 5, Across the Yuleverse, is 30 minutes long. It's a busy episode, racing to put the pieces in place for a climactic finale. Welcome to the podcast where we discuss the latest installment of a different series every show. You're listening to today's episode. So Tim Allen's had a very busy career, but lately it seems like he's had a bit of a resurgence. You've got the Toy Story movies that are coming out pretty regularly now. You have his uh, Last Man Standing show, and then you have now this series being brought back. Is this a one-time thing, do you know? Uh, I didn't get any information on that. Okay, well, I've spaced out the, this, this episode, uh, my pros and my cons, and I'm actually happy that we chose the fifth episode here and we didn't so start with a pilot. From what I've read about it. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have to sit through any of the preamble. The first four episodes clearly focused on what we already learned from the trailer. Scott Calvin, Santa Claus, has decided to retire. He's moving out of the North Pole. He has to appoint a successor. That's where Simon Calpen is introduced. Uh, he's a grieving father whose wife loved Christmas and whose daughter is around the same age that Scott's son was in the first movie. Simon takes the metaphorical and literal reins from Scott as Santa so that turns out not to be a good choice though uh, he's like the Jeff Bezos of Santa's he consumerizes Christmas into a delivery app that instantly drones whoever uh, orders stuff their presents um, it's called everything now and uh, it's Christmas every day is the logo for it or slogan and that kills the Christmas spirit um, which magic runs everything in the North Pole yep. and elves start to disappear because of it one by one like fairies and Peter Pan and so all that I got to sort of skip over. Before before you get to episode five, I yeah. have a list of movies here, and sure. I want to see like how related they are. So when I say them, to to can, the Santa Claus to where this it began, episode, or to, to this episode specifically, specifically. just from what I've read about it. Okay. Yeah. So first one I have is Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, I can see the connection there. Yes, it's okay. related. Um, you want me to spoil why? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go through the rest. Sure. Top Gun Maverick. Um, Top Gun Maverick, because they're bringing back a character from, it wasn't the 80s, but it was the early 90s, mm -hmm. I guess. Less related to it than the Spider-Man one. Okay. This hasn't come out yet, but Deadly Night. I don't know what that is. That's the Santa Claus movie with David Harbour, where he's going to be, like, taking out a ton of I people. I feel like the only <laughs> relation there is that it's Santa-oriented. It's like the Pinocchio movies that are both coming out back-to-back. -back. Okay. Uh, the Netflix film, Cla Claus. Um, Santa's a nice guy. Um, and he makes presents. I mm, know. I would okay. say probably not as related to that one. Uh, and then the Christmas Chronicles. That's the Kurt Russell Netflix movie where he plays Santa Claus. Is that the last one you're gonna do? Yeah. Okay, I'm surprised because you could have easily done a Christmas Carol. That's what this episode is referencing for the first ten minutes of the full thing. It like speeds through the Christmas Carol thing. I don't know much about the Kurt Russell one either. I'm not like I haven't seen every Santa film that's ever come out, <laughs> yeah. but um. What's, what I did like about this episode is that Bernard, 
who was played by David Krumholtz, mm-hmm. he disappeared in the third movie. I did remember yeah, that. Yeah, he was so not in it. there's like that leap from 1994 to 2002 and suddenly everything was way more childish and it was like a brighter movie and I remember disliking that like on rewatch. So I definitely like prefer the watching movie. the first movie than, well no, when I saw the second movie I was I was pretty young so I probably liked it then but now looking back I didn't like the third movie when it came out and I was like this is just so immature compared yeah. to where the series began. This continues that immaturity but at least they're like throwing in some i guess more pop culture people i saw peyton manning was in the trailer and he seemed pretty funny in that but the episode before this in episode four i assume it ended with the twist that bernard came back so bernard was the main elf for the first two movies disappeared in the third one everybody wondered where he went david krumholtz has had a very interesting career he went on to be in numbers and then he was in the league but like uh he definitely he had thyroid cancer i didn't know that but like mm-hmm. that took him out of acting for a while, um, and but he returns here and uh, he's he's talking about why he looks so much older because all the elves are supposed to be children. Apparently, he had like a rumspringer, um, the the Amish thing. He oh, went okay. off on like his own thing. He <laughs> fell in love with an Oscar-winning eighty-year-old actress, and he ended up <laughs> marrying her. And so that's why he's aged to the point. But he guides scott because scott is perfectly content leaving cal Penn simon up in uh the santaverse doing his thing but that's where bernard says no you got to go visit all these old santas so that's why it's related to the spider-man uh move multiverse right theory. so with the old santas like how exactly is that work it's like the christmas carol where he literally just opens a door and suddenly he's talking to the santa that he murdered uh which was like <laughs> the great depression santa claus who's who had lived a really really long life and then he also meets krampus and he meets a bunch of the old saint nicks and this this rushes oh, by i had i had krampus as one of my comparisons like for the film no krampus is kind of cool i mean he's still a demon and he still takes presents but he's still considered a santa for some reason but they they rush through this super quickly like it's literally the i thought the whole episode should have probably taken the the, the yeah. storyline but instead they got done with it in 10 minutes just to convince scott that a he is special because he's the only human Santa to ever actually become a Santa. Apparently, uh-huh. all the other ones are like special entities, like aliens. or right. <laughs> so, Some decision was made by the previous Santa that he wasn't actually murdered by Tim Allen or by, by Scott. Uh, apparently, he had planned that. So yes. they retro, retconned the original thing, which I think would upset those people who are still <laughs> watching the series looking for some logic. But at the same time, they've also replaced his family. There are so many other reasons why you might be upset with this franchise that if you're not watching it just purely for the Christmas spirit, then or I don't know why you're doing it. But no, not even for nostalgia, because a lot of the things that you'd be watching for nostalgia would be replaced, is what I'm saying. So you got to see Bernard again, which was nice. Then he leaves, and Scott tells his new family, not his original family, these are the people that were like the replacement family from the third movie. Um, so you've got his new son. I don't know where his old son is. You have uh, the daughter. Um, and apparently they have superpowers because they were raised in the North Pole and they were the first like it's like he's humans. bringing in, it's like he's bringing in that one film zoom where he has superpowers. It's almost like he's bringing that into this Santa Claus series. Tim Allen. Is? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because he was attached to the movies before they even came out like 1991. He was he was attached with them for a really long yeah. time. Um and the only reason he did the uh, Santa Claus movie to begin with was because he of a connection to home improvement, I think. But his character, Scott, finally com- is convinced by all the other Santas that he needs to go undo the um, <laughs> the Santa that he just installed in the North Pole. Yeah. And all the elves are missing at this point. They've all like sort of zapped away. And we do get this reasoning as to why Simon is 
he's not necessarily evil evil he just he he's still grieving his widow and his widow loved christmas so much and so his idea is just to like again commercialize it and so by doing well, this, that yeah though, this sounds exactly like the third one because the because the whole jack frost plan was basically to make all the like parents have to buy the toys and well no he's not I, I think the toys are free I, they just appear and but because by having them just appear every single day at anybody's whim it kind of takes away the magic to it and that's what they're trying to promote it's like the classic line like if everybody has superpowers then no one's super also like wonder woman 1984 where it's like you, you, all, all you need is to wish and then did you, you hear it. they just canceled the wonder woman third the third version they canceled was, it yeah yeah apparently dc scrapped that so the person who was going to make it like kathy something or other like she she was given the opportunity to make star wars or the wonder woman third she chose <laughs> the third movie ww3 which would be very confusing for people yeah. so scott tells his family i gotta go back to the North Pole, do some business. They're like, no, we're coming with you. Apparently you have Juliet from Lost. Like she plays the mom and she also played the mom in the, in the third movie yeah, too. Yeah, Carol. But uh, they, they're two kids, Buddy and uh, the, the girl. She, what's the girl's name? Sandra. Okay, yeah. They have superpowers, but like different versions of their dad's superpowers. They can see things that people, that normal people can't see. And so they're destined to become like the Christmas family, right? Right. But uh, he zooms off to the North Pole without them and uh, he shows up there and there's like only one or two elves left. But he teams up with one of the elves to try to break into Santa's like main lair, his his White House room and uh, or his like oval office. And the alarms go off when he touches the wrong thing on the Christmas tree. And then he's stuck in like a weird cell. And then him and Cal Penn have a really short uh, conversation. Him and Simon have a really short conversation to the point where um, then we, we, we kind of are led to believe that the next episode is when everything's going to go down. Right, the grand finale. Yeah. Oh, and the family decided to chase him to the North Pole. And what they do is they flag down a horse uh, and they tell it because the daughter can speak to horses that uh, it can fly as well. And so they attach a carriage to it and then they jump so into the reindeer. sky. So it's a reindeer. It's a reindeer. No, though. it's a horse. And they're going to, t because they don't have any reindeers at their disposal, but she has superpowers. So she talks to the horse and convinces it that it needs to fly in the sky and chase their dad to the North Pole. And did the horse look real? Did it look like an actual yeah, horse? Yeah, it was an actual horse, but it did talk. And the other storyline was, yeah, <laughs> the other storyline was Buddy talked to this girl that he liked trying to tell her that his family was like the Santa Claus family right. and she didn't believe him. So that's basically the entire story in a nutshell. A lot of stuff happening, moving a mile a minute. Um, I'm surprised to hear your summary because David Krumholtz really talked about this episode and he said this was supposed to explore the lore of Santa Claus and you said that it only like really does that for the first 10 minutes instead yeah. of what seemed like it was It should have lasted so. longer. The whole Yule-verse aspect of it, them going back in time and seeing all these other Santas, they really like sped it up. Was that the best part of the episode? Um, probably it's super cheesy. The whole thing is super <laughs> cheesy. But like after he's gone to a couple different situations, suddenly he's just in a big room with all of them. So it also felt like it was cost effective for them to make all the Santas hang out in one room and talk to him. Um, and and it, as opposed to him visiting each one oh, separately. That's, yeah, see, that's why I thought he was going to do when I was reading about it. And then they brought him back to one of his own first memories. And be, apparently because when he met Santa when he was a kid and then got dusted, which means that they just wanted 
mind wiped him right. from remembering he said something to Santa that made uh, Santa believe that he would make a great Santa when he's older. Mm -hmm. So that's why he was destined to become Santa in the first place. But really, it was just that the kid was like, I want to give presents to my sister and my mom and my dad. And that was enough for Santa to think you're special, which I think almost all kids would do that. But whatever. I'm not surprised to hear you say that it was cheesy. Katie Locke O'Brien, who directed this episode, has also directed a lot of different episodes for the shows that we've done to podcast to. Uh, Ghosts, six episodes, two episodes of Blockbuster, an episode of Maggie, two episodes of Saved by the Bell, and three episodes of Keenan. Not a lot of those were renewed. The last couple were, but the Blockbuster one I don't think is getting renewed, and Maggie was canceled yeah another thing that was canceled was punky brewster and oh it, yeah and the writers for that actually wrote for this as well the writers uh, yeah there there's three of them eugene garcia cross Haley frazier and amelie burdett amelie <laughs> yeah that's mm -hmm. probably the reason why you had so many kind of different perspectives it seems like or so much stuff that was happening in this episode because they, you had three different visions. they were trying to cram in too much they were trying to cram in that simon is not a complete villain that he's doing it but he's like misguided almost because mm -hmm. he's he's really like the it bro tech bro who's like i'm gonna make this so that everything runs as a system we don't need magic to run anything technology beats magic and by doing that we're also doing the plot line where magic is dying and the only way to reinvigorate that uh christmas spirit kind of like an elf, elf. it's yeah that's just but see exactly the thing like is elf. okay so here's the plot hole that you're supposed to just omit is that if you're suddenly able to get whatever gift you want at your front door mm -hmm. in this instant and you don't believe in magic like after <laughs> that you you think that that would cause people to believe in magic probably but it more i guess makes them greedy and so that in turn hurts the magic force field that they're all running on. And so he has to undo that. I don't know how it's going to resolve so itself, but it obviously the, will. In terms of the series and comparing it to the movies, I mean, does it seem to follow the same playbook when it comes to like how much sci-fi? The first using? movie is, remains the best. Okay. The second movie uh, kept a little bit of the first movie's magic. It kept the original family, which I like. <laughs> yeah. The third movie and this are kind of in the same bag. You know, they're not great unless you are a child. Yeah, and I mean, I, when I went on to Wikipedia, it, it says that this series in particular serves as a continuation and sequel to the Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, which isn't even saying that it's a sequel to really the other ones. More, I think it's trying to pull from that one. Well, they did in the third one, I think, is have his kid there still. The original kid was still part of the entire but story. Yeah. But yeah, but then it became more focused on this new family. It just seems so odd to me that like something so family oriented Oriented, would have the main character completely <laughs> get rid of his old family and like start over with this one and be like this is this these are the real kids that I if like. you had to rate it what would you give this episode i would probably give this episode a four a four yeah okay i mean it was interesting and it was cool to see david krumholtz but he wasn't there for very long yeah honestly. especially when the trailer shows him at like the very end of the trailer making it seem like he's no i get why they got it. it like if he had been there the full episode it could have been like the harley quinn thing or where right. like you're going through all of santa's memories but it only lasted 10 minutes too short for it to be called Yuleverse and then they had to jump on board they even gave us segments where there was this one elf trying to find this other one and and she went to visit the daughter of Simon and she was playing the harp and it that, that part like that was five minutes that could have gone into the trash can right there and just spend five more minutes with Santa and the other Santas right just a miss calculation of priorities maybe like they abbreviated everything it, it's it's strange it's also like a fever dream if I was to describe it. <laughs>
I mean, yeah, it has a 6.1 IMDb the whole show. It has a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, but most of the reviews have kind of been like leaning Tap towards in. the negative side of it. Yeah. In fact, this episode in particular, although it's considered the best episode of the series to date, yeah. a lot of the reviews are saying it really was just trying to bring in any fans that they lost by bringing back David Krumholtz, not actually really using him or utilizing him in the right way. Yeah, it was so congested that it didn't give me time to feel bored by it. <laughs> okay. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. But you're so saying had I watched any of the previous episodes besides the cameos that were going to appear, I think I would have been like, I get where this is going and it's really annoying me. With this, at least I was like, oh, cool. We get to see David Krumholtz. Oh, cool. This is like setting up for a lot of stuff that is about to go down now, not stuff that is like way in the future. Right. So I, I don't feel like watching the finale, but I can see why this is definitely the best of all the episodes. And if anybody is going to watch this, um, who doesn't have a fascination with the show, or who doesn't have a connection with the franchise already, they should probably tune into this one. From what I read, it, it seemed like fans like the fact that they kind of did fill in the gaps. Yeah, Bernard's storyline, at least they explained it a little yeah. bit. Um, but I don't know why David Krumholtz actually left the series for that <laughs> little movie. Um, for that last movie, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the consensus for Ron Tomeo says the Santa Claus is a bit ho-ho-hum as a continuation of the holiday franchise, but it's hardly a lump of coal thanks to Tim Allen's spirited return as Father Christmas, along with a dash of Yuletide nostalgia. But my thing is, is that we've had so many different television stars from movies or TV shows come back to return, like, return yeah, as their original characters, that this one feels particularly unnecessary. I mean, we just gave Quantum Leap uh, a knock-on not doing that. MacGyver didn't bring back their original to do it, so I am glad that they brought back Tim Allen for the role. It's just that, uh, yeah, it's it's a little unnecessary. Decider said to skip it, which is the first oh, time wow. I've seen Decider yeah, say skip it in a very long time. I, I would They said skip agree. it to all but the really diehard Santa Claus fans out there. Mm -hmm. And then you have Variety, which wrote, uh, were this to be the next sequel movie, it could maybe be forgiven. But as a Disney Plus original series, it simply bit off more nutty fudge tea cakes than it can chew. Yeah, I, I wrote down here, a little more Santas, a little less quiet elves. <laughs> okay i remember seeing the third one and thinking martin short was uh was an odd choice for that character <laughs> he like that was the first thing i'd ever seen martin short in and so like for from then on out i considered him a bad actor and then like later on i realized he's a highly respected comic and i was like oh really no that only, guy? <laughs> the only reason why i even really have nostalgia for the santa claus either tv series or movies is because i saw the third one in theaters and i remember seeing the third one in theaters i remember jack frost being like in the in the cartoon version of whatever movie he shows up in doesn't he show up as the villain in one of the Frosty movies or something? Like, I liked him there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so when I saw the live-action version of him played by Martin Short, <laughs> I didn't like that. So, yeah, that's where we stand on it. Anything else you want to say? No. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.